All right, so StreamYard is live. Uh, hey, I'm, what's up? A, a fly has gotten into my space, and I'm so frustrated. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. So StreamYard is live. Uh, Sorry about that. I had uh, technical difficulties, but we are here. Uh, and I am here with the one and only Dana. How are you doing? Uh, Dana Kill. Yes. Yeah, which is a great name as a comedian, I would think, right? Dana Kill. Easy. Very easy. Uh, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing about it. It's easy. I'm thinking about starting a segment when I uh, do shows is um, how do people mispronounce your name? <laughs> oh, in tons of ways. I get, a, I get a lot of Dana. I get a lot of Dina. Uh, Kyle. Uh Keel isn't that bad. A lot of people get Keel right, but Dana is the Diana, Dina. I get a lot of the D's. Um, I get Donna, and I have a twin sister named Donna, and oh. um, but I get a lot of Dina, Deanna, Dan. And then there's always the great debate when driving Postmates. A person will come down and say, "Me and my wife were debating how you say your name. Is it Dana or Dana?" And I'm like, "It's Dana." <gasps> My wife was right, or I was right. You know, like it's it is it is funny to me. You know uh, that that's sometimes the conversation. Yeah, I, believe it or not, Kente gets butchered in all kind of ways. I've, I mean, night is the common way, which night? I, yeah, I don't get how people get night from. You have to be life. moving too fast to, to do to get night out of that. Night, I've heard uh, Kente. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've heard all kind of stuff, so yeah. I'd it ain't be, right, but I could. It ain't right. It ain't right, but I could see Kanite because again, you're looking. Someone's looking too fast, and I think typically people are looking like how do you say, like they would. They imagine an it, there's a letter between an N and a T, like you know. Right. And, and I'll say this, not to get too like in the weeds on it. I had the pleasure of doing two language in, two languages in high school. I did we did Latin at my high school for freshman and sophomore year, and then we did French the last two years. I'm not necessarily fluent in either, but the more the more other languages a person is exposed to, then something that we take for granted, like mispronouncing names, is because of how people are used to hearing whatever their avenue of hearing and seeing. They're just basing it in that space. Because I, one thing that's a lot of fun sometimes is people will get into my lift car and I'll say their name correctly on the first try. And they're just like, how did you do that? No one ever, everyone gets my name, you know, butchered. But I, I tell people between two years of French, two years of Latin, and when I was in school, phonics was an actual subject. So we took, in addition to learning to read in like the what second and third grade, there was a whole class period devoted to phonics, just to the sounds. So when people hear things like, you know, and I know I sound grade school, like diphthongs and all that, like I that we spend a lot of time in second and third grade doing phonics. So I think, because even when I see things, they're like, but no one, I was like, just telling you, just uh, public and private schools in Huntsville, Alabama. We can just, we can just thank all the, the, the schools. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the people in my audience. I have uh, Leanne, Ruby. What's up, Ruby? We got to connect, Ruby. Uh, mm -hmm. D, uh, Drea, Maya uh, is Woo! all in the room. So hey, um, yeah. So I'm here with uh, comedian, mm -hmm. mother, <laughs> uh, voice actress. Uh, you have a lot of hats. I do. Uh, you know, uh, Dana Keel. And um, we're going to be just having a general conversation uh, this Friday before 4th of July. Um, this weekend, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to uh, Victorville, California, which uh, for those who may not know, it's about an hour and a half away. My brother lives there. So I'm pretty sure if I unless I feel like boo boo, <laughs> I'm going to pretty I'm going to go. Social uh, distancing. Are you guys going to be social distancing? Uh not in my brother's house, though. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, it's just gonna be my brother, his wife, and, mm -hmm. the, and the kids. So, <laughs> got it. So, uh, you know, I love, I love uh, my family. Uh, we did it for Memorial Day. Mm. Uh, I hope. Oh, Ryan Perez, what's up, Ryan? Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, everybody seems to be healthy and happy, and you know, we all are very responsible people. So, uh, you know. So, oh, Julie, Julie Wheeler's here as well. Um, so, 
Okay, so this is what I wanted to talk about, right? Okay. Uh, amongst other things, but I wanted to kind of get to this. Um, there's this, and uh, Ryan, join us if you can. Ryan, hop in. Ryan, I put the chat, I pinned it, the comment. Um, there's this uh, phenomenon that is called men going their own way. Are you familiar with it, MGTOW? Mm -mm. Men oh. going their own way. Right. It sounds like some gay stuff, right? <laughs> no, I mean, well, okay, well, just tell me a little more. It doesn't, like, you know, just tell me a little more. Uh, okay, so MGTOW is men going their own way, and it's this group of men who essentially have decided that women are icky, that women, uh, and I'm not one of them. I love women. Uh, so I'm not one of them at all, but... Uh, um, uh, wait, what annoys me is when people ask me, is your name pronounced with the rolling R sound? <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay. So it's these guys who, who been hurt by women Got it. and who, you know, just have decided that women are let you want to have least contact with women as possible. Some guys are like zero content, right. Yeah. You know, uh, and there's levels to it. Um, there's a video that uh, I want to show, but I'm not going to show the whole video because it is kind of long, but like the beginning part. Okay. Where this guy who's a complete dickhead. Uh, so I'm just warning you guys. I don't okay. like the guy, but he doesn't, he doesn't give a video where he explains in, in good detail what exactly it is. And I hate this guy's voice, by the way. Okay. But this and before you go there, like, so are they not, so I think you said this already. So they're not necessarily gay or bisexual or, or any of that. They they claim they're not. Okay, they claim they're not. Okay, that's fair. Right. They uh these guys say you know, but they just men. They're just men who don't want to have anything to do with women because of various reasons. So I'm gonna play this. Okay. And, uh, remember, this ain't me. Okay. Open my. So I'm gonna, open my mind. I'm gonna try to open my mind. All right. Here we go. Right, Hi, Sandman here. I'm getting a number of people asking me to do an introduction video for MGTOW, so here it is. I'm going to cover 25 of the most important video topics that I've covered since I've started my channel. And the first thing to remember about MGTOW is that a man that has taken the metaphorical red pill is a man that has learned the ugly truth about female nature. Women are made out to be harmless, beautiful creatures, but the truth is many women today will rip out your heart and testicles through your wallet and move on to their next victim with absolutely no second thoughts. And they often have no guilt or remorse in the process. So taking the red pill is making yourself aware of how women operate, and you stop being naive about it. With regards to becoming a MGTOW, there are four or five different levels to MGTOW. The first level is the purple pill man. This is the man that's aware that women use the government, the courts, and men's desires to reproduce to take advantage of men but the purple pill man believes that the risks of a relationship and marriage are often worth the potential punishment. A level two MGTOW believes in dating and short-term relationships, but not marriage, long-term relationships, or cohabitation with women. To him, these often seem very dangerous. A level three MGTOW doesn't believe in dating women at all and limits his interactions with women as much as possible. A level four MGTOW tries to limit his interactions with the state and everyone else as much as possible too. He is what is referred to as a guy that's ghosting or trying to stay invisible to women and the state. All of this is explained in greater detail in a video marked number one below in the description called MGTOW Dating. So once you know where you stand with regards to the spectrum, then you either have a choice to stay away from women entirely or take varying relationship risks. Then you basically can start to gain true situational awareness. This is where you start to identify different types of female behavior and begin to understand what motivates women to act in such ways. One very important thing to remember is that many more women today in their 20s than in past generations are riding the cock carousel. This means they are having no strings attached sex with in some cases dozens of men before they decide to settle down with a single guy, if they decide to settle down at all. And I'm linking to my video called The Cock Carousel, which is number two down below. From now on, each and every topic that I bring up, I will put a link to it below. And at this point, I'm going to stop mentioning it and let you explore these particular topics on your own and explore the description on your own as well. Women look to settle down with a beta male provider, a blue pill man with little to no understanding about female nature. If he's ignorant about the way women operate, then he's more easily manipulated. 
a man aware of how women function in society and manipulate men in covert ways are harder to guilt and shame into doing the things that she wants. He knows the game, so he's harder to trick into marriage, protection, and resource extraction. Shame is the name of many women's game, and in this case, it doesn't work. After a woman convinces her beta male blue pill man that marriage is a good idea for him, then she has a child or two which, at some point, allow her to leave that relationship and use those children as a way to get child support from her husband. People wonder why men go their own way, and one of the biggest reasons is that they have been burned by women through the divorce courts and are often paying lifetime alimony as well as child support to their ex-wives. In many cases, the family courts also award the full value of the family home to wives. And the majority of men visiting this YouTube channel are often in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Men that have been taken to the cleaners, so to speak, and have had their eyes opened a little too late. They are here to become MGTOWs because they are shocked at the way women took advantage of them. As well, they're here to understand how women use their beauty and behavior to trick men. Another important thing to remember is that women age like milk, while men age like wine. And I'm putting a link to a video called <laughs> Women in the Wall down below. Many women's looks and ability to attract a wealthy, attractive mate decline rapidly as they hit the age of 30. Women's <laughs> attractiveness often increases with age because they tend to make more money as they age and often have larger bank accounts and savings. While generally women's earnings potential withers with their looks, especially if they've had children. The age of 30 is roughly where male and female values intersect and then go in the opposite direction. If a man doesn't get married by the age of 35 or 40, then there's only roughly a 12% chance that he's going to get married from that point forward. Another reason men should go their own way is because of shit tests. Women often test men's ability to be providers and tolerate their horrible behavior. The idea is to turn a man into a, an obedient, broken shell of his former self that walks around saying, yes, dear, all of the time. His spirit has to be broken in many cases, so his resources become more easily extracted, and he is more malleable. He becomes silly putty in her hands. A woman asking a man to do something over the top is not her being loving or showing love, but instead she's testing him to see if he can be manipulated. And the ironic thing is that women want to manipulate men, but when the manipulation works, they tend to lose interest. With regards to love, there are often questions as to whether women are even capable of loving men mm. the way that men love women. <laughs> mountains because they love women. They cross seas, invent things, write poetry, and revolutionize the world. It's my own opinion, as well as the opinion of many other MGTOWs, that women are not hardwired for the same level of love that men are. This is partially to do with the fact that women need to look after children and need to divert those resources elsewhere. Anyways, MGTOW men want North America and Europe to turn into Japan. We want men refusing to provide love and resources to women on a civilization-wide scale until society crumbles. Women are selfish, yet men are told to man up and take responsibility. And we don't want to take responsibility for childlike women that have given up on their own responsibilities, but continue to demand that we men provide them entitlements because they have a golden vagina. When a man tries to live for himself, women call it a midlife crisis and try to shame him back into submission. Yet when a woman goes through menopause, men are supposed to just tolerate her hot flashes as well as mood swings, but a man in a midlife crisis needs therapy according to women. The guy we MGTOWs look up to the most is Nikola Tesla, a lifelong bachelor that invented many of the technologies that we use today. He registered- Okay, so that's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, so like, just a couple of things. Um, uh -huh. Let me just say this. So he's right, we do have a golden vagina, all of us. <laughs> now, but seriously, like, so I understand all I, all I honestly hear is hurt. That's all I hear. I don't hear anything else. I just hear hurt. I hear actually the, the only, the most, I won't say only, but at least from this space, the most legitimate hurt I do hear that I feel like does need some, um, what is that word? I can't think right now. The court systems. I do think that there are a lot of good guys out there that may not have chosen the right woman, because I think that's an issue that I always have when I hear these types of conversations. Remember, you laid down with her too. Now, she may not have been crazy as all of whatever you're complaining about now, but you know everybody made a choice and that goes for us as women. But I do feel like in some of these cases, just because we as women definitely can reproduce, it doesn't necessarily make us great at being mothers. Like sometimes that's, you know, and I, and that's just, that's personality. That's, you know, whatever. There's any number of factors that contribute to that. But that said, 
I do believe that there are a lot of great fathers out there that have been put in very bad positions because the courts are very much biased. The same way that they're biased against people of color and sentencing, I think a lot of men, not necessarily all, but a good number of men, and men, and I know some of them get, you know, they get the raw end of the deal. Don't get to see, like, I mean, going as far as don't not even be able to see their kids. I think it's very unfair when courts demand money but they 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 position it where the, the man still can't see the child. So you still have to pay for the child that we're we're demanding you pay for this child and we're demanding that you can't see this child. And so I do think that there is some reform. There it is that definitely uh, the court systems need when it comes to this family business. Now, some of the other stuff, when I say it just sounds like hurt to me is a it's just a reversal. Men have been going, what he defines as going their own way, level two, like dating, short-term relationships, and da-da-da-da. Like, I, I, ladies, y'all tell me, we dated a lot of them in college, going their own way. A lot of them post-college, that whole just like, you know, a bunch of short-term relationships and going their own, like to me, that's a reinvention of the wheel. That has been the nature of men to me in a certain age category. Um, when he talks about the dick carousel um, on women, I think, and that's, is that what I heard? Dick carousel? Is that what he was saying? Cock carousel. Sorry, cock carousel. I knew it was catchier than what I was saying. Cock carousel. Yeah. Sorry for bad language, everybody. I was like, what did he say? Yeah. Um, I mean, to I'll just be frank, and, and nobody's perfect in this. I feel like they are just experiencing a reversal. Men, you know, I'm not going to start talking about color in this forum, but men have plundered, raped, and pillaged around this world. And yes, white men in particular, but but in a, a lot of cases, other men, when they could, have in some ways followed suit. I'm not, you know, and, and so, but, I, but again, I don't want to lay that down. I want to be very careful there. Um, but I feel like they're just experiencing a serious reversal. And this is still... What I again, I'm hearing is uh, someone who is hurt because if he wants something to crumble, it is patriarchy is crumbling. And this is a rallying cry uh, to rebuild uh, patriarchy. That's what that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard other videos of his. And one thing I did hear was that the kind of the thing that got him into this was a woman got him cheated on him and gave him a STD or something. And. And uh, I think it's something that I think it was an STD that like don't go away. You know, one of those. Okay, so take a number. Take a number I, mm -hmm. again, because like you like you're highlighting and I apologize for interrupting. Mm -hmm. um, you're looking at someone who experienced that. I mm -hmm. got something from somebody that's not going to go away. And but it doesn't make me hate men. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful that it doesn't keep me from dating either. All I'm just saying is, like, take a number. If you poll women, we all got the same story. So many of us. And and nobody's out here, you know, trying to just go our own way um, as women. You know, I mean, this, it just, it just sounds like hurt. It sounds like exactly what you're saying. Like, he got an STD. He, or he did or somebody did or enough of them did. And... You know, and like I said, the only the only piece that I do have some respect for is that there do there's needs to be reform to the court systems. I agree with that. Well, you know, th this guy in particular, he goes by the name of Sandman, he, and I believe he's Canadian. A Canadian okay. Guy. Um, this guy is very popular. He has like a a huge fan base. This guy, he never shows his face. Uh, okay. He's like a disembodied voice. But okay. you know, I found out about this. Uh, some years back from a family member who is totally with this and wow it's, it's a younger member there's a black person okay I just want yeah 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 My, yeah he's he's totally with it and there's a whole offshoot of black guys um in in this as well uh they have their own terms and terminology as well so uh and th it escapes me right now but um mm -hmm. a lot of it is this very anti-woman very uh, vicious, you know? And here's the thing is, you're out there as a woman dating, and uh, yeah, no, he's a Canadian, <laughs> and uh, you're out there dating, and you may be dating a guy that totally, that's his deal, but they don't tell you that, you know what I'm saying? So they're, they're acting in a certain way, and you're wondering why, and it's like, because they subscribe to this to this ideology, and it's like, it's a big, um, it, it's actually a really big movement, 
and um, and a lot of them don't do press because I've tried to get some of these cats on, and they mm-hmm. they kind of have this thing about doing press. Um, they feel like because uh, there was this one guy who was in that community who was huge that did like a sixty minutes or something or one of those shows. Oh, wow. Okay. And they feel like though the uh, the outcome of that was negative for them. So they're okay. kind of so they're kind of like they they do their online things and all of that. Right. But they don't really want to do unless they feel like you're a like-minded person. So obviously, I'm. I don't subscribe to that. But uh, you know, like I said, I've been hurt before uh, by women uh, in many ways and stuff like that. But I've never had a feeling like I wanted to pull away from women. Like you know, like I you know I I love the company of women. Um, you know I. I, I don't have that in my my thing. I mean, and the the thing is, like, some of the things you can agree with, totally, right? It's it's just true, right? But um, but then again, it, it is kind of. But then you're not talking about the other side, the flip side, with you know, women have to endure from from us. So, and but, I, like, I was on a, a mic last night, and uh, let me see, the woman was Korean, that I think the next one was Chinese, and she was talking about having been married, and then. The dude left her with twenty thousand in debt, mm. and you know, and and like I like again, I just feel like this is just somebody who feels like patriarchy is crumbling, and and this is a rallying cry, and they've seen it from you know before this year because I didn't, I, I wouldn't have thought that this was an older movement. But the one thing I used to say to people is, there was a point in my dating life I said, men. And I said this to a couple of friends. I said, men like sex. I used a more expletive, you know, the P word. They don't like women. Mm-hmm. They like sex. But the things that they do and the choices that they make do not represent that they like women. They deal with women because they have to, because they like sex. And I think that there's a point, I don't, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not nearly that glib anymore. But I, I actually said it to a guy and he was like, I think you're right. You know, I don't and I don't know. And, and he didn't say, I think you're right, because there are men who intend to be that way. But they're just all of this is evolution. I would love to know the average. Well, he named the different ranges of, you know, like 30s, 40s, 50s. But I would love to know the average age of the of this movement. Like, I'm curious as to whether it skews further back down into the thirties or skews further back up into the fifties. This like, is like mid thirties and up. That's what it's like, starting cool. to get some young guys who are subscribing to it. Right. And, right. Um, you know, I think a lot, and then you got to be careful too, as, as a person who's not Caucasian, that these, these guys are, are racist bastards. Like if you really, if you listen to yeah. the yeah. of what they're saying, a mm-hmm. lot of times they're, pretty racist and it's funny because i know black guys that subscribe to this and they'll just dismiss the racism part aspect of it i mean obviously they bought into the the sexism part but i mean i'm like you know they'll just make excuses for it i'm like dude doesn't like black men or black black men either you know it's oof, and but that's a tough one because all of that just runs together i think you know black men who well, it's like I said earlier, for black men who have, we, me and a friend talked about this in terms of domestic abuse. You know, the, the one freedom black men did have in the darkest days was if they want, if they could hit their women because we, you know, just as a, a larger group, we were disempowered and on the totem pole, we're pretty much at the bottom. And so but but it's that thing where there's that group of black men that you're referring to because it's not all that don't realize that you're just kicking the dog in the house but we're all looked at the same you just are dealing with this hierarchy between the two of us and then so like you he would dismiss the racism because it allows him with all due respect and not out of meanness it allows him this other freedom to dis or in the other cases subjugate women because just because as a people who have survived bondages, bondage, but not at all, you know, gotten the therapy for that trauma, it, you know, it comes out in all kinds of ways in men and in women. So. Well, um, there's another fine gentleman too, and I'm not playing his video, but he goes by TFM. 
uh, turd flinging monkey. And uh, okay, turd flinging monkey. Turd flinging monkey. He's very popular within the MGTOW, uh community, and uh, part of his beliefs. And he's you know his huge fan base. He really believes that women's rights should be rolled back. That one of the biggest problems was we gave women too many rights and we're seeing the downfall of society because women have too many rights. So if we can just roll back the rights for women, then society would be way better. And, uh, you know, and I'm saying it in a nice way, like he, he doesn't say it that nicely. But and then there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, we need to do that. Like we need to, we need to go to Congress, and you know, we need to, you know, not just keep them at where they're at, but to actually dial back. Like, um, I can't remember exactly which rules, uh, which things that we, you know, that you're supposed to take back from women as far as rights are concerned. But um, basically, women, you know, and. And they cite all these things of why women shouldn't have rights, you know. Again, and so it's funny, like, I appreciate this. This is a great opportunity because what I'm hearing is the same thing I feel like I'm hearing when we as African-Americans are now, you know, center stage and, and talking about the, the things that are overdue for being talked about. The, just like so many white people and especially those in authority, these men have no sense of history. Mm -hmm. Understanding that where women are today has as much to do, very little, with the rights that, like, say, Susan B. Anthony and those fought for at the turn of the century in terms of suffrages, and more to do with the fact that, what was it, during World War II, Rosie the Riveter, so many men were off to war, all the women were left back here, and somebody had to take care of the house. Mm -hmm. And so it isn't just, so you could talk about, like, Mitch McConnell keeps saying that he's not going to pay for slavery because it's this thing, but slavery begat all the things that it begat. Women, right. women's rights begat all the things that it begat. And the shift in culture really happened. I guess that was World War II um, when, again, women had to go into factories and women had to go to work. Mm -hmm. And the natural nature of anyone, man or woman, becoming empowered is that they become empowered mm -hmm. and they become more present to everything. So this isn't this isn't about laws you know, the, the, the laws on the books and without even going too far in that, because I'm not necessarily an American history buff, but, you know, I just want to be able to have cogent discussions at all times. These are people who just lack an even an understanding of history, of culture, of movement and of change. Because like I said, all I'm hearing is the, is the desire to to rebuild the patriarchy that they feel like is crumbling because this is this is the only way this is the only eyes they have to see this whole thing with. Well, you I, I tell you one thing that has definitely changed is there mm -hmm. was a time where women were essentially bred to get you a good man, right? You get you a good yeah. man, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you have to be right so that you get selected, right? But in now a lot in a lot of cases women make more money than men than some men some men mm -hmm. and yeah, no. they, don't they don't necessarily have to have a man to be taken care of so they have options right so now with the options is a lot of women have chosen to be alone rather than you know go under the, a certain standard right so right. what's happened is guys like him or guys in, in that that ilk who were able to get married and have, you know, and have women, you know, that may sought them, are are saying no, like no, nah, I'm good, you know. I'm talking about pre um, going MGTOW, right? Right, um, right. Their range of guys are not as successful, so so there's like this big disconnect. So you know, there's this thing I've heard. Uh, um, I had a guest talk about it. It's called this is different eighty twenty rules. But this one 80-20 rule that he was talking about was that women only want 20% of the available men. So there's a, a whole 80% of men that are actually available that they don't even want. Like they're not even, they're just X'd out. So 
Where do people get these numbers? I mean, I'm sorry, like, I, I, like, is that like a fact? Like, how do you, how does someone that is that just a kind of a philosophy that this person is working with? Is a because I, you know, like, I don't know that. I mean, I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but I mean, I can see there's some truth in it. Uh, there are right. Just as a record, Maya is it Maya Fugs or Fugs? She just said, and some women are still raised that way. And I wouldn't doubt it. My sister is a graduate of Xavier University, and so the rumor in New Orleans, and so the rumor would go that a lot of young women were sent there because Xavier was and is still very much uh, the ch top producer of um, doctors, like medical doctors, black doctors in the country and pharmacists. And so it was said often that young, you know, that, that that women of that community, New Orleans, you know, all that area went to school there to find husbands. Right. And that's, you know, so I would, I would never, I would never say that, that they're necessarily wrong about that either. But I think because there were so many laws that put women in, you know, mothers raising daughters in this position of not being able to secure life in and of themselves. Some people's mindsets don't change. So you've got mothers raising daughters that think that this is the way to have security. It's not right. And it's not wrong. It's just what is. And so I, I agree that unfortunately those of that, that still are walking in that as an ethos. Yeah. It, it it gives maybe the rest of us a bad name, but but no, no, I, I think mean, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I think any society has a mixed mixed ideologies amongst you travel the world, and I think you're gonna find that. I think part of you know the loss of the patriarchy or uh, um, is mm -hmm. a big thing, but also I I do subscribe to the fact that guys that would be in demand years ago are just not in demand anymore, you know. Like that's an interesting like. Mm -hmm. Is that a feeling, or do are we able to kind of you know put boots on the grounds with statistics? How do how do we measure that? I mean, I I would say that's true. I mean, just look at it. Like, uh, I I do I believe that's true. That is true. I mean, I don't know the percentage. I don't know the numbers, but I, I just, I just and, and I get it. But I just don't know how something like that is particularly measurable. Like that's and I don't know what factors go into measuring that and then saying, I think that's true of society. There are guys that, that in 2020, um, if they went, if they were, that exist now, that in mm -hmm. 1980 would have been more in demand. They're just not. Okay, so describe this guy. Describe this guy. Like, I'm, I'm curious about this guy. Um, this guy may be, uh, you know, not the most handsome guy, not ugly, but not the most <laughs> handsome guy. Uh, mm -hmm. maybe he's, you know, uh, moderately successful. Uh, you know, when I say moderately successful, like, like, uh, uh, he's not rich or anything like that. I mean, he does well for himself. Not, not that he's good. Steady. He's steady. He's steady. Yeah, steady. Um, maybe he's swagless, you know, <laughs> you know, he don't have any, he doesn't have anything, uh, you know, going for him like that. And there's a lot of, a lot of guys like that. Women are just like, you know, hold their nose up to. Whereas in 1980, maybe that guy would have been like, could take his pick. Maybe he's, you know, that guy is probably scraping the bottom of the barrel where maybe in the 80s, I'm just using the 80s, uh, mm -hmm. he probably would have been taking his pick, you know? She says, I'm 36 and single. And a lot of uh, older women at my job think it's crazy that I'm alone to them. Uh, it's terrifying to be alone. Who will take care of me is always their concern. <laughs> Because that's that that's the generation that is above her because i'm i'm older than her but i'm not old enough to be kind of her mother but i would be like an older sister so the the generation of our mothers um definitely her mother you know that's again i feel like that's a generational thing and even when you we, we talk about this guy 1980 and 2020 40 years ago like i mean we know that there have been enough gains that women make more money there's just been progress there's just social media there's just ways to connect nationally and globally. And I just feel like before we just say that these guys are not chosen, I think women are aware, like, how do I say this? That there are just more choices. And I think has definitely changed that. I definitely, and I was going to say that, but I was a little nervous to even say that, but I agree with you. Absolutely. Social yeah. media has changed. But I also think there's nothing wrong with the idea that, that if people if you don't know what's out there to be matched with and you don't and and you see something that's a reasonable match then yeah you're going for it 
but then there's that whole grass is greener you know the whole grass is greener always thinking the grass is greener on the other side uh but is that the burden of women that's the burden of people men think well no i'm just saying that as a as a as a mind a mentality you know is that oh always something better you know everybody hates the people in their town all the options in their town, right? They're always like, oh, the guys here, all the girls here, you know, and I'm like that too about LA. So I can't, I can't even, uh, you know, uh, I can't even, you know, I'm on that side of it, but, um, you know, I feel like, I mean, I'm just saying that's the tapestry in which they believe and what they're okay. working from. So whether it's true or not, that's what they believe. So right now that is what they believe. I just think that, like I said, I think I just take issue with whether it's actually true but it is what they believe. And so it is therefore their reality and they're functioning out of that place. And so. And and I think women are, there were things that women as a group wasn't necessarily, I'm not saying that they were all saints before 10 years ago. That's not mm-hmm. true, but there's more, it seems like there's a higher percentage of the savage nature of women. So, and I think, uh, it, <laughs> But okay, but then okay, so if that's possible, a higher I love what you said is a higher percentage of the savage nature of women. Is it higher than the savage nature of men for which we have dealt with for a long time? Savage nature of men sanctioned by law. Like it's, it is we never we, women have we, never had the, the law or policy on their side in that way. I mean, like until what was the 70s or the 80s, we couldn't get car insurance on our own unless we had a like like and 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 as these guys talk about men, women taking advantage, the number of things that men took advantage of because they could, and because so many of us felt that generation that felt like somebody needed to take care of them, everybody felt stuck. So I like I would I don't know if do we want to call it savagery, Kente? Like, it's or just savagery. it's savagery? <laughs> Remember, we're talking about from their point of view. So, so okay, it's okay, relevant if we. I mean, of course, men are savages too, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like the these guys are victims of the savagery in, in their in their own eyes. So, no, in, no, that, in, in that way, they, you know, it's like. That's how they're going from. I'm, look, I don't have much sympathy for them because <laughs> one, thing, one thing is I had to learn at a young age is mm-hmm. you got to know how to play the game. You got to know how to play the game. And it's a freaking game. I don't care. I'm looking. Wait, let me look in the camera. It's a game. Dating is a game. Relationships are a game. You got to know how to play it. And if you don't know how to play it and within this society, you're going to get left behind. Now, you could argue I'm not very good at the game, <laughs> being that I'm not married. But uh, uh, but no, but you you know what I'm saying, and it's a game. And unfortunately, yeah, I wish it was all about love, and I love you, baby. And here's I, I, I those are mentalities and idea uh, ideologies that that are for a certain time in your life. Because I don't feel like like I mean I'm I'm at a certain age now. I don't feel like it's a game and. And and I guess when when I was supposed to know that it was a game, I wasn't very good at whatever the woman's role is. I wasn't very good at it. I think the other thing that we I I'm very careful of. I definitely would like to be married, um, even at this ripe young age that rhymes with nifty. Um, I still would like to be married, but I also think that that's I think one of the problems that we have with all of it is that everybody looks at winning. I mean, at, at marriage as this this is that's the end game. That right. the end game for all of this, which then puts to me an undue pressure on marriage. And then when marriages don't work out, it's like, you know, it's like the sky has fallen because I feel like marriage as an institution gets kind of this this heavy, heavy load. And even in our own you know, group think, like you said, you know, I, I didn't play it. I didn't play it that well because I'm not married. That doesn't mean you didn't play the game. Well, it just means it just means that you're not married. Like in, in my mind, like I, I, I just see um, mm-hmm. if. I think we want to be careful because I think that building marriage up as this like ideological institution that everybody is striving for, like checkmate on the check chessboard, is these are some of the things that are part of the problem. And it definitely mismatches. The other thing that people got to know, and I've always said this, is that our physical bodies as women, if if we are desirous of having children, 
it is best when the body is younger. It doesn't mean plenty of women are defying all odds and having children over over at 35, over 35. I was 34 when I had Ali, um, but 40. And even I, a woman had struggled to get pregnant, like in her 30s and her 40s. And at like 48, she had she gets pregnant with twin boys. They're perfectly healthy. I've taught them chess. And then like two years later, she ends up like at 50 or 51, she gets pregnant and has a daughter. But 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 without those exceptions, um, women's bodies are best prime for, for childbearing um, in the younger years. And so to me, there's always been a bit of a mismatch because you guys can drop load and have babies at 90, but women can't drop load at you know, we can't be the body. Our body is not fit to carry, you know, to carry developing children uh, as well. Because I that, believe that because we age like wine and y'all age like, it's like milk. Right. That was hilarious. <laughs> but like if, I, if somebody else said it and he said she said like milk. No. And I was like, yeah, that, but that to me, again, just sounds like someone who's hurt with a dig because, you know, I'm I'm fine and fabulous. And me being and one being able to to bear children, I don't think is necessarily how you measure aging. Um, I think you measure it another way. It just happens that that's a, you know, biologically what we know about it at this time, it's, it is, um, it's a, it's a woman's game. It's a, her, you know, the best possibilities are quote unquote available according to statistics can, under. Can we talk about one aspect though, that he did bring up? That I think yes. interesting. And that's the, the cock carousel. Uh, oh. So the cock carousel for those who missed the video that we were, we we're referencing is this idea that women when they're young and they're vital and they're, you know, when they should be settling down with a good man, like that guy, I guess. Right. Uh, like that guy. Right. That they're going around and having all this, all this sex and sleeping with all these guys and getting used up. And then when they get over 35, then they want to settle down. So when they settle down with a, what they call a beta male provider, that's a guy who, you know, who is just going to take you as is and, and he's, you know, just, yeah, the guy, that guy, he didn't got, he got, you got boo-boo all on you at this point because you didn't slept yeah. around and been with all these guys. <laughs> so you got boo-boo on you and he's going to dust the boo-boo away and, and uh, he's going to dust the boo-boo away and then he's going to marry you, wife you up. So what and do you think? And complete you. <laughs> right, complete you. So what, what do you think about that, 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 um, you know, uh, this cock carousel, as they call it? The same thing that I that when I that I, that I've been saying that men have that has been the way of men accepted for so long. Like like even like one of the first things I understood was men uncles all that expect boys to be losing virginity at sixteen seventeen. But who are these fourteen and fifteen year olds sleeping with? And if they're sleeping with girls who are fourteen, then she's the slut, but he's the man. And it is unfortunate because the cock carousel is no different than the way, no different than the ways of men for all of this time. And that, and that has been accepted and is condoned and patted on the back. And so if I'm looking, because to me, we say the same thing about men. Most men are marrying. It always cracks me up how men and they're like, mid to late forties are marrying 20 years old, 20 year olds, because they have slept around. They're actually the ones with the boo-boo on them, but society <laughs> does not, society never, that I'm aware of, has never talked about it that way. And so in a time where we're progressing, where people, uh, you know, generations are coming behind us, I'm not saying that I agree or disagree, and they're looking at gender and gender roles very differently. And they're not saying that this is what makes you a man and this is what makes you a woman. They're saying that whoever you are, be that, whatever you do, do that. And if you were on a cock carousel, that is just fine. And to me, men should be the happiest about it because we have looked down our nose at those of you. I wish there was a great alliteration that we could we could say like cock carousel, CC. So what is it like the pussy plane? I don't know. Like I'm just trying to <laughs> what it is. But you know, y'all been riding that same carousel on women forever. So like even when he said it, that falls flat for me. It absolutely means nothing except for that I, you're I, just, no. I, not I mean, you seeing patriarchy crumble. I can make an argument though, uh, playing devil's advocate, right? All right. Okay. So the vast majority of women prefer men who are experienced who knows what they're doing in bedroom when we agree that's with still a concept, 
I, no, I think it's a construct. I say that it is an experience, but it's a construct because of the way that things have been. Yeah, it's a. I I I, I certainly get it, but it's a construct. Okay, if you if you went to bed with a guy your age and he didn't know what the hell he was doing, he didn't know where to put it or whatever. You would be like, you're not trying to teach him nothing. You're you'll be. Like, I, I think you'll probably. Oh, yeah. be because I don't, because here's the thing. Typically we've gotten in bed looking for leadership. That's not, I, I can only, now I can only speak for me. It's not a problem. I would think like, how did you get to be 50? But that's okay. Like here's, here's where my spot is. But I, I, here's the thing. I definitely follow where you're going. It's not. The vast majority not, of women, you special. The vast majority of women don't want a guy that don't know what he's doing. They like experience. Whereas guys tend to, tend to, when they, they like, women with less experience. So you can, make right. an argument, you can make an argument that women are getting what they want, which is a guy. So in order for you to become that, that sex master, you got to go out there in the field and put in work. So we're you don't need to know anything, baby. I'll teach you everything you need to know. So don't fall for it, ladies. Don't fall for it. I'm just saying, so is, is it really a double standard when women tend to, they want a guy that, that's been out there who knows what he's doing. And the only way you're going to get it is with practice, practice, practice. You know, I, 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 actually, I need to put some practice in. But that's, but I, but I think so. But I think here's the problem with that. Like it, it creates this moment right here. It creates the moment where a man is mad because they're not, basically, they're not looking to me for leadership anymore. And what you're saying is the construct that we've been living on. And again, it's been the experience. It doesn't make it right, but it is statistically, if there were statistics to measure it, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But we've been in that construct for centuries. There's always been this idea that a man who's older is going to be all of these things. And so you take that from a job to the bedroom. And but all of that piles into the same construct and it is the air we breathe. I don't, I don't, so I get it. So yes, it is the experience, but I, I think that it's, it's, it's only, but I think that's a beast that could eventually be starved, not necessarily and today. I, but and I, I think and that, and I have to say to the ladies, don't get mad if you catch a man cheating. He's not cheating. He's just practicing. He's just sharpening he's his tool. Skills. That's because that, because that's then what that does. That then protects that behavior it protects those choices and all of a sudden it's heroic and it's revered because he's going to teach me something i don't like my man to da, 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 you know like yeah like i i get it i'm not saying and I, I i wouldn't say that i'm not a woman of evolved position but i'm just like but if but if you're talking to me today yeah no i haven't necessarily always been like this i just hadn't really mm -hmm. thought about it like i just like cuz i'm certainly not a virgin i have an 18 year old but like I don't like I, it's it's I'm thinking of, I'm still I can still remember when I lost my virginity. I can think about all that. But it was just so much there. Were, you know, there's just time experimenting and learning. And I don't know that I was and I guess I, I'm different. I don't know that any time I was just like, ooh, I want this man because he can teach me something. Yes. Was there a difference between men who were older than men who were younger? But I don't think. That just because I think that 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 there is something that comes with age. There's experience. I necessarily I'm not necessarily looking at your body count, but I think if I'm dealing with if I'm 30 and I'm dealing with somebody who's 40 or 50, there will be more experience that he will have in bed than if I'm dealing with somebody who's 30. And that's again not perfect because there are plenty of 30 year olds who probably may have had more sex than some 50 year olds. Mm -hmm. But that's why I just feel like it's it's just a construct that we keep feeding, that we keep feeding and then have decided that that is the world. Wait a minute, though, but women feed that, though. Women are the ones that like a guy to know what he's doing. This is not somebody feeding it to her. This well, is but and men, okay, okay, all right. But I'm, I'm not saying, but I still think that it's a construct that goes with everything else. I'm not saying that it's wrong or inaccurate, but I just think it's a construct. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's I think it just goes with everything else that we've been that we've been selling one another mm -hmm. all this time. Again, that idea that if men are supposed to be experienced one, then like you said, it then pats on the back this idea that a young man should be going out and as we heard in um yeah. what was that coming America, sowing his wild his royal oats until uh, yeah. you know. Uh, 
now before before uh, you have to leave though, this is other guy, and I've brought him up on before. Mm-hmm. Uh, brother, um, name uh, he goes by AMS Alpha Male Strategies, and he's this brother is going to teach you how to deal with women. And this guy, I really should probably play one of his videos, but I'm not. Um, this guy is uh, Kente. Are you speaking in absolutes? Have you asked all women? I've asked every single woman. Natasha, <laughs> you've asked women that you've talked to, but I love it, Natasha. Every uh, single woman. I've gone. I've went. I went to Utah and talked. Anyway, and I think that's kind of like no, what it's I'm. It's I'm talking about absolutes. I'm talking about the vast majority. But, but, but it, so that begs, have you talked to the vast majority? Continue. I'm just okay. I'm just okay. Like, yeah. But, okay. So this guy named Alpha Male Strategies, yeah. and this guy is going to teach you how to uh, to deal with women, right? And one of his things is is you know it, it's it's all about the way you deal with a woman once you start dating her, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm probably going to mess up a little bit of his thing, but what he says is that you can't. You, you can't, what's his word that he uses? Validate women. So you, you, he always have women chasing your validation. I might get shot for giving out his uh, his man stuff, but uh, always chase. So, so, okay, so a guy's dating you, right? All right. He's not supposed to tell you, oh man, you're really pretty or whatever. He's supposed to make you always want him t- to validate, give you validation. And when you do give validation, it's at very strategic moments. Right. So but you always got to keep her. You got to keep basically his thing is you got to keep women off balance. Never let women get a form, a full uh, steady on steady ground with you. Always keep her off balance. Uh, He said, be moody in a way, (laughs) like, you know, one moment you're you're one way, one way, you're the other way. And um, so and then he so basically what he does is he teaches these guys is people pay him. He has several books. People pay him as a coach. And his thing is like, he's going to show you how to, uh, to keep a, uh, uh, keep a rotation of women, but you got to keep a good rotation, you know? And, uh, and he, he does, and then, you know, and I mean, you can, you know, they'll know they're in a rotation, but the idea is have these women in a rotation fighting to be that number one. And you, at times you make them feel like there's a good chance, but really, you know, there's not. And then if she leaves he, you, he, and if, you, if she leaves he, you, if she leaves he, you, right, um, if she comes, if you take her back, because she's going to come back because you're not going to chase her. She's going to come back because she's using that as a, this is his talking. Right. So what you do is, what you do is when she comes back, you got to let her know that that's not acceptable. So there's certain things I'm not going to say what he says to do, but it's pretty gross. Right, I mean, like, but unfortunately, just somebody looking to to like somebody like that, I would not want them to raise children. People like that don't need to raise children. People like because they they're yeah. they're like they like he probably doesn't want to, but like he's not. You know, this is and this is me being judgmental. Women know what he talks about and all of that. Women love him. He has no shortage of women. So what's that say? Is that, wrong? Beautiful. I think, I'm talking about beautiful. Think, and he, he he doesn't believe in ratchet women. He likes women that have really great jobs and degrees and stuff. And uh, we, so, we just got a lot of work to do in the in the self love department on women because that's because I just. That just sounds insane because that's like 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 he's hurting hurting cats like he's trying to hurt animals like that's that's insane I mean yeah I thank you thank you D boy bye like but you know but it's it says more about what women don't know about themselves that that they're worthy and that they like it though what if some women just like that that. But still, like, I mean, here's the thing. I was talking again, and I, again, I think it's just a product of where I'm in life. I was talking with my, um, my, me and my high school, not high school, Lord, college classmates get on a Zoom on Saturdays. And we were just talking about how programmed we are against ourselves. And so when you say that someone likes it, like, I would, we have to meet people have to be, this is a big word when I say big word, not necessarily in terms of difficulty, but there's a consciousness. And so whatever you like is constructed out of what whatever your consciousness is. 
And so, cause my, my, my old roommate admitted to like, not really liking women DJs and not for any good reason, not because they were not as good as, but just growing up with this idea that a, a, a man is just a better DJ. And at this point, being of a consciousness that says, I want to open my mind up. If it is that I don't choose her as my favorite DJ, because I'm not saying we have to choose a woman just because I am a woman, but let it be because pound for pound, I got her and D nice or whomever in a party and I'm rocking and I'm, she's just not making the choices, but don't let it be because women just aren't good DJs and da, 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 because that's, that speaks to a level of consciousness. And I get it that nobody really talks about that. So then when we say that these women like it, that's coming from a consciousness. Like I always tell people when I speak, definitely when I speak spiritually, if you're in the grocery store and the only aisle that you're on is the aisle of cookies, crackers, and cakes, you're going to love the cookies and crackers and cake. You're going to pick a favorite and no one's going to be able to tell you that you don't like Oreos. And if you are absolutely unaware of all of the, the natural baked goods and the hot, like of all the other choices that there really, really are. And if you don't investigate all of that, then all you're going to think that you like is Oreos because you're operating in whatever consciousness. I'm not even saying limited or unlimited space, but you're operating in whatever consciousness you have. And so a consciousness that would have you wanting or liking something that that could definitely be tweaked is that's just a, that's a consciousness. That's not necessarily, she likes it. So that means that women feel that way. That's just a consciousness. Well, I mean, and I just, a lot of women do feel that way though, where they, they like the bull. Like, I, I mean, we just, I was just in a conversation the other day. It was on, uh, um, Carlos's, uh, thread, uh, mm. thing, and they were talking about nice guys, uh, women, you know, how they feel about nice guys. And, so I had to hop in there because I felt like I'd probably be the only person to, to give a legit mm. point of view of, uh, of this conversation. Cause they were saying, and um, they were saying, what were they saying? They were saying essentially that nice guys, oh, they're okay, but you know, they have to have an edge and blah, 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 you know, and all of this kind of stuff, right? And uh, which is hilarious to me, right? That being nice can be a, a bad thing, you know, like being nice and a pushover that's synonymous with being a pushover. Nobody wants, but nobody wants any type of pushover. Men don't want a pushover. Women are with. I don't think that, but the nice will go with the nice. That's a good quality, but I don't think that it's that nice is bad, but we don't, cause we don't want you mean or at least, well, again, let me speak for myself. But, but they, I don't want to say that. They didn't say that. Like, honestly, it's better be known as a man. It's better to be known as a jerk than a nice guy. You will have much more play, much more action. A nice guy, I say nice guys finish last and they get no ass. That's my motto. Nice guys don't get, no woman dreams about sleeping with a nice guy. What is that construct? I mean, like, I mean, we've all heard it. I've heard it so much, but I just think, again, I think people. Oh, nice. Let me give him some. I've never heard that. I've never <laughs> heard that. He's just so sweet. You know what? I, so I think women, Here's some vagina I, for you. I've, yeah, never I think, I've never heard that. I think, I think we're, what we're talking about ultimately is like compatibility. Like, I mean, because nobody there, because there came a point in my life where I experienced this other thing. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Number one on my list is that he be a nice person. But when nice is interpreted or it is this, it has become this perception of like, like, how do you say, go along to get along. Like, I think when people say nice, they're talking about a, a plethora of things that are uninteresting. And I think that the word people are probably really searching for is uninteresting and not necessarily nice because nice is a quality. And I think that when we say nice guys, it's really about like uninteresting, kind of unassuming, like, you know, guys who. Well, why are so interesting? I, but I don't necessarily think that it's like, again, so there's there now that's a blanketed term. I don't know that it's that assholes are interesting, but if, if you, if a person enjoys, like, let's just say a person enjoys healthy debate, let's just say that that's what they enjoy. Not necessarily fiery negativity, but healthy, good debate. Typically, like if we, what we, what we assign construct for the nice guy is someone that, you know, avoids confrontation. 
even in, you know, even in healthy debate. But if you are a person, man or woman who likes healthy debate, you're not, you may not find that in the nice person because that's not what they want to do. That becomes a compatibility issue. And just because you have lots of people in there, but I think it's not that no anybody wants an asshole, but we just want someone present, energetic, exuberant, you know, that there can be some debate, not necessarily negativity, but some debate or whatever. Because when people become assholes, there is a point where you're like, okay, I know the difference. That's an asshole. That's not what I want to be around. Yeah, we like edge. If that again, another word that doesn't quite cover it, but I get what that's about. Um, because I've said it, I've been there. But you you like you just like somebody who's interesting. I think ultimately you've actually helped me. Ultimately, I just think that we have assigned uninteresting to nice, and then we say this person is nice, therefore I don't want to be bothered. That person is uninteresting to you. Well, and I'll, I'll nobody say, wants to yeah. I'll say this. I did much better with women once I embraced my the thug aspect of myself. So, uh, <laughs> so once I became that, I, I I did a lot better. Uh, give me, give me, and I know I'm over time because I got to go see this show. Tell me, okay, give me what what is the symbolic when you say you embrace the thug aspect? So what what is the thing that you changed in terms of like that presented you more as this this edgy thug guy compared to something else? Like what is that? Well, thing? I mean, I, I was really joking about, about right. the, thug, the thug part, but no, I, I felt like at a young age. One thing I was known as a nice guy, right? In junior, okay. junior high. And I always say this women treat nice guys like puppies, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, come here, sit on my lap. And they, you know, they pet you, you know. And one thing that I, I felt like I, I had to do, I've talked about this quite a bit, is that um I did have aspects of my personality that I just held on to because I was I lived very internally, right? Mm -hmm. I was kind of shy. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was able to come out of my shell and be much more extrovert, um, that helped. And then also, you know, one thing was I was never no pushover, never was a pushover. Right. And um, so um, I, one thing that helped me was I got in a fight really early in high school. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I won. So in right. like the first day of high school, Okay. So that, that helped me as far as pe people right away said, oh, man, you know, this guy throw hands. Right. Right. I had no idea that beating somebody up was going to, you know, bring me all this this greatness. Uh, so I would have done it like a long time earlier, man. I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's all I had to do was like touch somebody up. I could have been done that. But um, so, you know, it's just one of those things that happened. But uh, but a lot of it is. I just had to develop a personality, an outward personality. Mm -hmm. I had to be uh, much more um, outgoing. And uh, so, so uh, you know, and then I wasn't as, I didn't come off as kind and nice. I was never a jerk, but I just wasn't like the puppy no more. It was just like, you know, it's it like I, I developed some fences that you had to jump over to get to me, you know, instead of just, Come on in, you know, I'm here for you, you know. So and and it's sex though, because I really, I really want to be an open door person. Well, here's the thing. We gotta I gotta come back on your show, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll, I'll say this like spiritually, a person who that those fences that you're saying you had to put up probably just gave the appearance of a of a more secure person. Like it's it is a there, you know, we know that we're dealing in energies. And so when people look as though they need something from outside of them, people are not attracted to that energy. Right. But if a person, you don't have to be an asshole, but if a person appears to be confident within themselves and not in need of certain things outside of them, that person, that, that energy is more attractive. Now, of course, in our 20s, most people are not talking energy, but energy isn't, it's, it's to me, one of the most absolute things. And it's running our lives from the time that we enter the planet from cradle to grave. And so that's, I feel like that's a lot of what you experienced, a person who thought that everything that they needed was outside of them and, and people are not attracted to that energy. But as soon as the energy represented that I have everything within, within myself, which we do, then that, then that I have everything draws more to me that I have. Nothing does not draw anything to me. So that, and that, I felt, yeah. 
And just as a as a side note is, uh, it was very misleading because I wasn't that guy. Right. I, I became that guy, but when I started to, to represent that guy, I really wasn't that guy. So yeah. I had to mad when people would say fake it till you make it, but I still don't the words, but I I but I get that now. And yeah. I and I have learned that you know I can say it another way, but I'm basically saying the same thing. And and you have to there is faking it till you make it, but you have to create the space for yourself to live into it. Because as long as you're in the space of not being that, then again, this other energy is passing you by and making you feel some kind of way. If you, like you said, kind of build what, you know, one could call fences or just this knowing within yourself, even if that's not you, if you can carry it off, then you begin to build the energy inward that will express outward to then draw all the things that you're looking for. That's right. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Dana, for coming on the show. And uh, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, we should do this on a regular basis. Uh, have you on and talk. Um, if you guys uh, uh, want to learn how to play chess or just want to know more about her comedy, uh, how can they do so? Follow me on like this Instagram. It says Instagram at Dana Kill right here next to me. Is that like, can everybody else see that? Yeah, like, they can see it. So you guys, please follow me on Instagram. Like I'm on Facebook. It's all the very same. Can I chat it in here or can I type yeah. it? In oh chat? yeah, sure. I'm gonna um because I, I I'm running to a, a support a comedy show now. Uh, Dana Keel IG. So that's there. Then I'm gonna put Facebook because these are the best. This is these are the best ways to find me. Um, and it's this pretty much the same thing. Just you know how Facebook is. It's my normal name. Um, but he, I guess you know. So I'm Dana Keel. Just remember, the most important thing, you guys, is two ends. You will not get me if you only put one in. So it's two ends, two ends, two ends, two ends. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Dana. Love and respect. All right. Same here. All right. Uh, I just want to thank everybody who was checking us out tonight. We had a great conversation. Uh, I see some people came in uh, late. Um, you know, we were talking about this, the MGTOW movement, uh, men going their own way. And we're just having a, I thought it was a fascinating conversation. I've been wanting to do this for a while um, on our Mars Venus show and um, just really haven't had the opportunity to. So uh, no, we may revisit this later down the line, but, you know, just remember y'all, you know, uh, uh, to stay safe, uh, 4th of July weekend, uh, stay safe, enjoy yourselves. And uh, God bless you guys.